filthy heathens. <laughs> Hello, I'm Abba Emerson. Join with me, my co-host, uh, Raven Tearson. Um, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to like that intro. I hope the viewers do, too. That's the voice I do sometimes to joke around. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, just want to say welcome back. We kind of slipped on the episode last week, but, you know, a lot of stuff's going on. So, you know, just welcome back to the fucking show. <laughs> about time we fucking said that again. Um, so, yeah, we got a few things to talk about today. A few of them about the runes. Um about our trip to Counts, Tennessee. So first I want to start out with um, about the runes. And in the stories, uh, the old poem from the Have Mall, as you guys probably already know, if you've read it, of course. Odin, uh, to gain knowledge of the runes, uh, in a sort of ritual suicide, hung himself from Yggdrasil and pierced himself with a spear for nine days and nine nights. And then also sacrificed his eye at Mimir's well for wisdom. That story sounds really familiar, by the way. It does? Yeah. Yeah. Hanging himself from a tree. Piercing himself with a spear. You know. Oh, never mind. It's a Christian thing. (laughs) (laughs) That story was first, though, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I will say this though, so uh, three, not not the only three, but like the three main sets of runes that we know more, more widely known today are Elder Futhark, and then uh, Younger Futhark and Anglo-Saxon runes. There's a few more, I'm not going to list them off all right now, but uh, Anglo-Saxon runes were used up until the Norman Conquest in 1066 or so it was thought. Um, but we do have a bunch of knowledge on them. Um, and also Elder Futhark, as most people actually, uh, without even knowing it, probably have it tattooed on them, you know, right? Uh, because that was used well before the Viking Age. And then Younger Futhark was used during the Viking Age, uh, which I know we have some knowledge on them, but definitely not as not nearly as much as Anglo-Saxon and Elder Futhark. Um, so, you know, when people, I guess you could say get tattoos of them without really knowing, just, you know, kind of be mindful of that. Right, we, and we stated this before in previous episodes, you know, just don't get tattoos of uh, religious things and things that people use in magical rituals and stuff without knowing what you're getting, because you can set yourself up for something awful. I've seen it happen before. Uh, but one question I have is, you know, when, when Odin when Odin sacrificed himself, would you say it was the Elder Futhark runes that he learned, or is that kind of lost to, to history? What what or what kind of rune? I mean, I would say, and this is just a theory of mine. Um, I think the knowledge that he gained of the runes was probably the original, like the very first set of runes. I don't necessarily know what they would be called, but maybe Proto-Germanic, maybe. Yeah. But um, but I would say though, like like we were talking about this the other day. You know how people perceive gods. Uh, differently you know from each culture but in reality they not saying they are the same but they possibly could be yeah um and i think that can also go the same thing with runes now again that's just a theory um they're obviously different areas so the runes are technically still different yeah but just depends i I would think that they were probably the first right um well one of one of the topics that i was i was very interested in and is the armin and runes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did, I've started reading quite a bit about those just out of curiosity, and uh, it turns out you know they were 
they were kind of they were invented in 1902 by a man named Guido von List. I guess is his name Guido von List. Always but, loved that name, Guido. Yeah, uh, but the uh, the names like associated uh, with uh, postulated Arminian, uh like Aryan priest kings, and I, I'm not really sure. It's kind of like a, a pseudo. There's like pseudo runes uh, used in modern mysticism and neo paganism, and, and you know if that if that works for you, or I know you don't use them, but if that works for any of the listeners, I mean that's fine if you use them. Uh, for your own personal practice, you know, to each their own. But there's there's no basis, an ac- academic basis in history for the use of Armin runes. They were they were kind of just invented by a blind man in 1902. <laughs> Sounds awful Wiccan, but you know. Yeah, and there's a couple like you'll see that too. Like I've seen uh, Uthark runes, which I actually don't. I definitely see. I, I definitely relate to a lot of the uh, some of the stuff that Uthark runes or that rune set is. However, um, both Arminen and Uthark, I guess I'll just put Uthark in there too. They were the whole their theories and whatnot and basis of that was well after the Christianization. Uthark, I'm pretty sure, came in the 1500s by a Swedish mysticist. I'll have to grab the book some other time. But um, but anyways, still well after the Christianization of you know Europe. In general, and Scandinavia in particular, so I don't know. I'm definitely maybe something to learn about, but would I ever use them in practice? Probably not. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't really recommend it. No knowledge is bad knowledge. Like I've, I'm obviously not a Christian. I've read the Bible several times, different versions of the Bible. I have one that's called the African Bible. Uh, it's got like 88 books instead of the canonical 66, and it's vastly different. And that was distributed by the Catholic Church. No knowledge is bad knowledge. You just you, you learn and you teach yourself as much as you can, but just realize that a lot of the knowledge, a lot of the things that you're learning, you know, there's not really an academic basis for them necessarily. Uh, like Armin and runes, uh, they're uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, some one of the runes looks a lot like a swastika and. I've seen so many things where people are saying that, you know, this is used, and obviously it's associated with Aryan priest kings, so a lot of people are associating it with racism. And, you know, I don't necess- I don't believe that symbols in themselves can be racist, especially if that symbol has been appropriated from another culture. Well, yeah, we know the, the swastika itself is, like, thousands of years old. Yeah, I've seen Buddha- well, Buddhists used it. Buddhists, Hindus. Yeah. Priest- and you can correct... You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Hindus, even to this day, some of them uh, in India, because I've seen pictures, I've seen them use it in like, ceremonies. Yeah. You don't see it often, obviously, but I've seen it still in like uh, maybe t- temples or um, someone's house or something like that. And it's yeah, and a lot of people don't put together the fact that uh, Adolf Hitler was a Catholic. Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> he, he was staunchly against uh, paganism. Yeah, there was and, a quote by him. It was... Uh, and I, I'm not sure if this is the exact quote, but it was basically, he said, the reestablishment of the worship of, of Voltan, Germanic, German for Odin, yeah. um, would be foolish. Yeah. You know, he's calling us fools. Right. But, so you know, so it, it, it's clear to me that his end goal was to appropriate certain symbols used in paganism to demonize those people. 
and and it's worked thus far. So really, people that that call certain runes and stuff racist are playing right in Adolf Hitler's hands. Yeah. You know, and I think if more people understood that, then they would back off a little bit because you know he he misappropriated. Our symbols, well, and, yeah, and you know, also, for that purpose. To the so-called heathens, you know, who do like uh, appropriate appropriate themselves with uh, neo-Nazism, like that's just fucking that's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, not just the fact that it's you know Nazism, which is obviously horrible, but at the same time, and you, you call yourself a pagan, you know, you worship Odin, you have a one-way ticket to Valhalla, you know, <laughs> that that kind of bullshit, like. Uh, Probably me, it's just it just it's all backwards to me, and it's it's but like you said, it was both sides, like uh, like neo Nazis trying to claim paganism, and then also uh, other people trying to say, oh, all of the runes are racist and stuff, right? And, you know, and you know, and, and you see it every day, which is kind of funny because I'm not even sure this is going to be a topic, but you know, I guess we're on the conversation. Yeah, let's um, flow with it. Man. Uh, <laughs> one one thing I often see. And I, I'm not saying that they necessarily think this, but, you know, I get stared at a lot for my tattoos, especially if I'm wearing a tank top and shorts and stuff where most of them are showing. You know, in a little bit, we'll get to when we went to Pickwick, because I could tell people were staring at me there. When we went oh, swimming. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it just baffles me, man, that a lot of people, there's just so much knowledge, I feel like, that will eventually be lost to most, and they'll just automatically associate their shit with uh, Nazism or satanic stuff which i don't really mind the satanic stuff because i could give a shit less because yeah. to me it doesn't that satanic stuff doesn't bother me well but. you know satanic and luciferianism all that stuff it's really just the denomination of christianity that those particular mythologies were developed by christians no other religion believes in lucifer no other religion believes in satan it's just it's it's an offshoot of christianity it's just you know they believe that satan is the higher power and not uh, the Sky Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, not not just that. Most of them are a lot of. There's denominations too, though. They're atheists. Well, you know, yeah. But the, it's just the, more of the like actual, a rebellion against the church. The Satanic Church is actually, I think, more of an atheist organization anyway, and it's more satirical. Satirical. Tongue tied today. Tongue tied today. Yeah. I remember I got asked a question by someone. Won't say their name, of course. But they asked me if my uh, Vegvisir on my hand, they asked me if I, that was devil uh, horns or like uh, pitchforks. Right. <laughs> and I wanted to laugh so hard, but I didn't. And I, I corrected him, you know, in a very respectful way because, you know, genuinely speak or generally speaking, um, you know, people just aren't going to know what. Do right. I agree that they should just assume? what these symbols are no i think you should definitely be open-minded if you're genuinely curious about something you know ask someone yeah you know what's the worst that's going to happen what if they get mad at you for asking a question well that's their problem yeah and, you know since we're on the topic of symbols and stuff like runes the vegas here didn't even come from the viking age yeah no uh, it did not you know i'm wearing it right now you've got it tattooed on your skin uh the vegas here was actually used by christians yeah. But uh, Vegvasir is uh, Icelandic galdr, which is magic. Uh, it's a galdr staffer, which is, you know, it's a magical stave created, you know, in Iceland. Uh, when people call it the Viking compass, obviously that's that's incorrect. It doesn't has nothing to do with the Viking Age. Yeah. But it is like a wayfinder. It's a, the, the magical purpose of the Vegvasir is to, you know, help one, fi- help find one's way and, uh, in stormy in stormy times and you can use that as metaphor or literal 
you know, if you're if you're having a rough time and you feel like you're lost, maybe the Vegasphere can help you find your way. Yeah. Or if you're literally lost in a storm, maybe the Vegasphere can help you find <laughs> your way. You know, it's it, you know the intent of the magic, which is like you know what I was talking about with Armin and runes. You know, obviously if you use them with the intent of doing good, you know, then you know the intent of what you're trying to do is what's going to manifest. Uh, however, you know, just absolutely do not think that the Armin and runes had anything to do with history, anything to do with the Vikings or or the Proto-Germanic people or anything like that. It's not. So. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. It's funny, too, you mentioned the <clears throat> metaphorical or literal, you know, using uh, symbols like that. Uh, I actually, uh, I think I remember, I messaged you about it, because that was the time I had my one of my former co-workers come and seek shelter with us. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, we were basically, uh, <laughs> we were basically literally trying to outrun a tornado. Well, uh, you we, literally did outrun yeah, a tornado. because we were up in Tennessee near Dyersburg, and we had a call, and the, at the same time, when we were on our way there, our, I was driving the work van, and our windows were down, and all of a sudden, you know, we hear the sirens, and that was a first for me, because I'd never been, you know, in a place where they have tornado fucking sirens. Yeah, so it's I almost like an air raid siren. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, like, like scared. I was just, like, startled, though, because I was like, you know, what the fuck? Okay, this is happening right now. You know, because <laughs> the winds were picking up, and the sky was turning different colors. You know, when I saw the sky turn green, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That is, it was beautiful. But uh, my coworker at the time was like, "Yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta get out of here." So when we went, uh, we just saw like an empty church parking lot. We were able to pull over at switch uh, drivers because he knew he knows how to drive. You know, in storms like this, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just the wind picking up. I mean, the wind did like the door uh, slammed me into the van, like when I was trying to get in. Yeah, and you know the winds were that fucking strong, and then all of a sudden the skies went from just being cloudy to fucking golf ball sized raindrops. Yeah. Just coming down, and finally, like after 20 minutes of just you know hauling ass, finally get back, uh, had him seek shelter and whatnot, and here at the house. And then you know we opened the door a few times, and it was crazy to yeah. see what was going on outside. The neighbor's trampoline, you know, blocked the driveway because it flew out. <laughs> yeah, he did not have that anchor to a tree or anything. Uh, so just a little bit of a comedic story for the listeners. This is the coworker where, I, you know, during this particular storm, I came out of my room and I had no idea he was here. You were in the restroom. Yeah. And uh, I did not know who this man was, and he was in my house. <laughs> so <laughs> I was about to sacrifice him to Thor when you came out of the, when you came out of the bathroom and uh, and put a quick stop to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was almost the end for him. Yeah, because we didn't we when we were getting back into Corinth. I just didn't think at the time to message him because I wasn't sure. Because right at the time, we he was dropping me off in my truck. I said, "Hey, if you need to seek shelter, you know, until the storm passes, then you know, by all means, just follow me up to the house." And the storm, you know, it caught up to us eventually because we made a stop. Because um, I think one of us had used the bathroom or something. But yeah, the storm started to catch up because lightning, you know, whatever pissed Thor off that day, <laughs> it was coming down, and we saw it. And it was heading towards the house, so I was like, yeah, just follow me up, so we drove, you know, it's probably a good 15-minute drive from town, so we got up here and just hung out for a couple hours, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I, didn't you say a tornado did actually touch down? Yeah, right on the highway, just right over, you know, right over yeah. there. Yeah, and I remember a few houses in Corinth actually got 
fucking obliterated. Sadly, yeah, it I mean, was a it was a rough. There was a I I and like I said, guys, I'd never seen this before because I'm from Washington. I'm up, you know, I'm from up north. There ain't no you know any tornadoes up there. Yeah. Um, and seeing the trees uprooted like that, and these weren't just like small trees, which is ironic because you know most, a lot of the small trees were actually fine. It was the big trees that came down, you know, and obliterated the houses. Right. Yeah. Luckily, it was only two, and I'm pretty sure the people were okay. But yeah, and wasn't there partial, like a partial flood, like a not not a flood flood, but like uh, going down underneath that bridge? Oh yeah, that every 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 bad storm that bridge floods out completely, and people always try to drive through it. Yeah. And, it, and it's 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 it can get like six feet deep, and I don't understand why people decide they want to drive through that. But yeah, you're, that, that reminds me, uh, your mom asked me if uh, when tornado season ends around here, because she was pulling her hair out, she was so worried about you, and I uh, said, well, technically in December, <laughs> and uh, I said, well, tornado and hurricane season kind of bleed into each other around here, Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's just, we, we tend to get really rough storms most of the year. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I fucking love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it's I, a, that, I think it's a beauty to see. Like, you obviously stay as safe as possible. If you need to seek shelter, then seek shelter. But, right. you know, if we usually, you know, if something's coming, uh, usually, you know, we'll stand outside for a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of seeing really, that lightning. Really dark weather and thunderstorms and clouds and rain. That's That's where my comfort zone is. I love that. I'm not going to say, like, I, I know I joke around and I say I hate the sun all the time. Like, I hate the sun. I mean, I don't have the best relationship with the sun. I do understand I need it. And I don't like the heat all that much. That weather for me, I'm doing a little Italian hand wave. <laughs> uh, for those that can't see it. It's primo. Yeah, it's the, it's, that's where it is for me. That's where I'm the most happy. Yeah, well, no, in the sky, so uh, the other day, too... The sky, remember when I woke you up because I was like, hey, the sky is turning different colors, and I haven't really seen that before. I mean, I saw it turn green. I know that's tornado warning, but this one was like pink, and I've never seen that here. I've seen it in Arizona and, you know, and even in Washington, but yeah. not here um, because I was also told, too, if it, the sky t- starts to turn orange, you know, hey, like, you need yeah. to get, like, in shelter. So I wasn't sure if that shit was going to change. And then the other day... It started to rain here a lot more. It was like a, we had some rain, um, and then also when the skies cleared up and stuff, which was so weird. It was we in the sun showers. Yeah, like you we were had saying. sun showers. Yeah, sun showers, and then all of a sudden that cleared up, and it was like there was almost maybe two clouds in the sky, but then all of a sudden you hear fucking thunder, and it's bright sunny, like ninety degrees and sunny, yeah. and just a big ass clash of thunder, and it was yeah. so awesome. I always, I always attribute those to Thor. Like, you know, there's no other real explanation for me. Like, where is it coming from? You know? <laughs> just so gorgeous, so beautiful. I just, yeah, I do not know how you could possibly not like that. Weather for me, especially that weather, like I said, is, is that's my happy place. Um, but the weather is very temperamental around here. They call this the subtropics. So, I mean, you, you're going to expect a lot of weather from a lot of different kind of climates to just meet here and have a party. Yeah, it is true, and I can say that from, like, quite literal experience, and as a newcomer here, when people say something, you know, about it, they're not exaggerating, they're not over-exaggerating, it's literally like, no, this is true, like, when it comes wintertime, it fucking freezes, and it's dry, 
Yeah. It's dry as fuck because every, you'll see all the leaves and everything die. Like when I first got here, that's exactly what I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we don't get a lot of snow usually. Mostly it's like sheets of ice on but the But it's road. consistent though. Yeah. Like you get snow every year. And that's what I've also been told uh, from other locals is that, you know, it's not a lot, but it's, there is snow every year. And it is, you know, when I first got here, you know, when I arrived in Memphis, what was it, like 20 degrees, I think, maybe 26? Yeah. I think it was a high Yeah. that night. Yeah, it was It was chilly. That's yeah, when sure. I woke up, but I, when I went outside, I was like, and I was in shorts, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> your dad and your brothers woke, woke us up. Yeah, I remember that. Moving on, though, we, uh, what about that trip to Pickwick? Yeah, this Tennessee? could also contribute to people staring at you from runes. But oh, also, yeah. not just that, but uh, in a positive, on a positive note, um, we went. Up, he took me to Counts, Tennessee, uh, to the Pickwick Dam, and man, was that gorgeous! Uh, and I know Pickwick around here, from what I've heard from a lot of the locals, it's a popular swimming spot, uh, fishing place. Uh, people, you know, go boating and stuff, and it was just gorgeous. Yeah, and the history around there, you know, McNary County. Oh, Buford Pusser. Yeah, yeah, Sheriff Buford Pusser. If anyone's seen the the most recent movie with The Rock called Walking Tall, uh, there was a movie before that. That movie is loosely based off the first movie, which is based off of Sheriff Buford Pusser from McNary County, Tennessee. And uh, you can still see some of the historic spots where that took place. Um, basically, he was the sheriff that you know tried to take down the state line mob or state line mafia, as some people call it, which still exists today. But, yeah, the, it's a very interesting story. If anyone has the chance to watch the original Walking Tall, I recommend it. He watched it the first day here. Yeah, first or second. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty cool because, like, you know, it's funny because since I've been here in the, in the South, I've actually enjoyed watching, like, older movies like that where the color, you know, on the TV screen is there's no CGI... Uh, there's you know it's just straight like filming and you really see uh like a an old world you know almost right and here in the south it, that's what i see here is an old world and i actually i love it mm-hmm. so yeah we drove through counts which you know I, when i lived uh in tennessee with an ex-girlfriend um i was in counts all the time and that and that was i would say over 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it hasn't changed one bit not not even the slightest <laughs> and when we drove through the other day and I was absolutely amazed but uh, we ate at the Redwood Hut which they had great food and you can definitely people, tell that people was staring small. at you yeah, real there hard. Was, yeah you can definitely tell there was that small town mentality because you know we just got back from swimming and stuff and you know I'm wearing a tank top still wearing my hat and shorts and stuff and you could see all my tattoos and they were definitely staring me down. Yeah, and and also course, at the at uh, Pickwick, at the dam when oh, we were yeah. swimming. Um, yeah, as soon as I took my tank top off and I just jumped in the water, um, yeah, they were definitely staring. Yeah, and, and you know, it was different for me. People stare at me because when I take my shirt off in the sun, I become the living embodiment of Balder. I, <laughs> I glow like, you know, like the moon almost. Uh, like the sun, <laughs> like, bouncing off of me. I'd, ha- I'd have to tan for 12 hours to be white, Okay. So, I mean, if anyone's interested in what I look like, that's it. So, it, but, you know, we, we tell you about our outings and stuff like that to let you all know that when we talk about on the podcast that you have to go outside, we don't just sit at a computer recording 
and telling you you need to go outside and enjoy nature. We live that. It's what we do. You know, we live out in nature first of all. We go outside and it's like we're in the jungle. Yeah, and it's it's gore. It's yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, huge bugs everywhere. And, <laughs> so and, big. And I know. I know some people are like, oh, ew, bugs. You know, something <laughs> like that. But honestly, uh, first off, I could give a shit less too. I think it's absolutely beautiful. That's just like a part of nature. You know. You know the the only the only bugs that we have issues with, you know, are like the brown recluse spiders. Like, I, we we don't necessarily like doing this, but those are kind of kill on sight. Because yeah. they're so dangerous. When they're in the house, you just have to do it. I mean, yeah. one bite from them and you can die. Yeah, so. and then also ticks. Not really a fan of those, obviously. Yeah, not not at all. So, but my grandma did make a make me a spray uh, mixed with like essential oils and whatnot, yeah. which has kept them off. Yeah, anytime. it works really well. Works really and well. mind you, too, like the backyard, like we've said before, like you go down in the ravine, and because everything is so, um, I hate to use the term, overgrown. But at the same time, it's just grown, you know, yeah. for us. Because we're not, I don't like chopping shit down. You right. me? Yeah. Um, we, it's I, all natural. Yeah. When I walk through it, you know, bugs will land on me and stuff. But at the same time, as soon as they get like that first taste, they're like, yeah, nope, not for me. Yeah, they get on and off. Oh, tell them about that. Uh, it was like two in the morning. You're going out to feed feed the dog and uh, the wolf spider. With oh, babies. yeah. that It was about the size of the palm of my hand. Uh which if anyone, I do have kind of small hands, but I mean, still, it was a big spider, and it had it had babies all over it. Now, I've, I've experienced that one other time, but, you know, if, if you were to step on a spider like that, they would spread in the thousands. Yeah. You know, the babies were all over, and it was just, you know, sitting right by Thane's bowl. Yeah. You know? I've, I put my, uh, he took a picture, um, which, it was kind of hard to take a really good picture. Um, probably, we probably won't post that one, but... Um, I put my finger right by it because I wanted to see how big it really was because it was 2 in the morning. I was tired and whatnot. I actually forgot we took a picture of it. Um, but but man, since we mentioned it, I'll probably post it. But it was it was crazy, though, because I've never seen that in person. You know, I've seen that in pictures. Right. You know, I've seen, I've also seen, you know, little ne- uh, little egg sacs and whatnot from mm-hmm. spiders. But um, that was definitely a beautiful thing to see. And she was just chilling. She did not care for us, you know, especially because we, we were leaving her alone. We weren't a threat to her. Uh, the dog wasn't a threat to her. He didn't try to mess with her or anything. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that's another thing, too. You know, when people go out in nature, I think one thing people can, uh, I guess, start doing more. And I'm not saying that you have to do this, but I think it's just a respect thing. It's just, you know, respect the, the wildlife around you. Most, most of the time, animals or bugs, insects, um, obviously there's a certain few who don't abide by this. But most of them don't care for you. They right. literally don't. Like, if you leave them alone, they're going to leave you alone. Like, it's different if you're talking about, like, ticks or mosquitoes who are obviously trying to latch onto you. Or a red That's, wasp. Yeah. Like they're that, mean. Yeah, they, they're fucking huge, too, Yeah, man. they are. I didn't know that until I got down here, and I had one of the biggest ones from a nest when I was uh, I was out working at a, a Dollar General or something and trying to fix the plumbing. <laughs> The biggest one happened to chase my ass. Yeah, and what about, have you seen, you've experienced the horse flies, right? Yeah. Yeah, those things are huge, too. Yeah, I woke up one day, and uh, I completely forgot when I was checking the oil the day before, uh, before I made that trip up to Washington. Uh, one must have got in, and I just shut it in the in the truck, and all of a sudden I opened it up, my door, the next morning for work, and I was like, had a vendetta. I heard, bu- I heard buzzing, and I was <laughs> like, are you fucking shitting me? And I yeah. saw him on the light, and I'm like, damn, he's huge. They are, they are gargantuan. But we're going to take a small pause here for 
a word from one of our sponsors. The Southern Heathens Podcast is proudly sponsored by Wood of Weird. Wood of Weird is an Etsy shop owned by TikTok and Instagram user Witches Brew. With crafts like wood burns and spell jars, as well as custom orders, you can find exactly what you need for all of your witchy and pagan needs. From one-of-a-kind spell jars to any wood burn design, Wood of Weird is always up to the task. Wood of Weird is always up and running and ships orders promptly. Any custom order requests can be messaged directly to Witches Brew via social media or through her email. Links can be found in her Etsy shop. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash wood of weird to find out more. That's etsy.com slash shop slash w-o-o-d-o-v-w-y-r-d. And welcome back to the show. Uh, so, yeah, when we when we talk about going out into nature, we mean it. And this this episode also, you know, about the runes and how we're talking about the Armin runes not being academic, not being historical. What we're What we're really trying to say to you is hit the books, you know, read as much as you can about what you're trying to learn. If you're if you're a Norse or Germanic pagan, read the Eddas, read the Havamal, you know, actually dive deep into the into the literature and, you know, and learn what you can as much as you can. Because this isn't, you know, where you go and I, I I know we don't try to bash people on this podcast, but we're not just going into a, a building and letting a man in a suit up on a stage tell us what to think. You know, we we're learning ourselves, and we have to put in the work. We have to put in the legwork. We got to walk the path. If you you know if you think that you know just getting out there and calling yourself a Norse pagan and, and watching a couple of shows on uh, on the Roku on online or whatever, yeah. and, you know. All of a sudden, you end every sentence in skull, and you know you're going to Valhalla because you have some Scandinavian blood. Learn what you're talking about because you sound like an idiot. And if you do that, don't do that. Learn. Get out there and learn. Get out there in nature and 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 become one with the gods again because you know the time's coming, man. Yeah, and I for one, like reading wise, um, it was a bit different when I was in Washington because uh, I would just read when I got off work a lot. Um, especially uh, well, my brother and my stepdad and whatnot, they'd be on the computers and they'd be out in the living room and having to work so I couldn't necessarily watch TV. Um, but one thing I would do, I would just go outside in the backyard and just read for like an hour. And now um, I've kind of switched up a little bit, but so I, I just read at work like on my breaks, um, especially if I'm, you know, I'm working overtime or something. Um, hell yeah, you know, I'm going to fucking read. You can kind of think of that as a sacrifice, give, you know, giving your time to the education. Like we said earlier with Odin, Odin self-sacrificed. He hanged himself to a tree. He stabbed himself with his spear. If what little bit we can do for knowledge pales in comparison to what he did to give us the ability to learn that, you know? So actually dive into the into the material and you know, a, a good source is uh, Dr. Jackson Crawford. He does amazing stuff, and uh, you can go and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Iriker. You know he has an amazing blog on his website where he he shares some amazing information. That's ulstvettercraftsman.com. He has a blog, and uh, you can contact him there and ask him anything. I'd say mostly by email though too. Yeah, the, he has a contact button. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Contact him on the website. Don't do it on social media. He actually made a post about that earlier. Yeah. He'd prefer to be contacted through his website. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iriker, he's 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 a great source for information and a, an amazing craftsman. Obviously, like oh, I yeah. haven't seen anyone top his his skill. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how much money I've spent uh, there, but I, I don't I don't regret <laughs> a single cent. That's yeah. all I can say. We're, we'll provide links to all his stuff and links to everything else we're talking about. And uh, you know, if if you like what we're doing here on the show. We're available on all the major podcasting platforms. We're available on YouTube, so you know, uh, give us a subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know anytime we post any new content. And uh, you do all those things, and we'll get back with you uh, as soon as we can and when we feel like it. So, y'all holla. <laughs>